Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello folks, how do? You're very welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of Mayo Are Back. Myself and Fat Larry are both back. Mayo Are Back in action, they're playing against Roscommon tomorrow. And we're here for a second time. We've had this little chat and chinwag earlier on in the week, but unfortunately... The technical gremlins were out to get us. I, I couldn't tell you if it was the Mayo County Broad or one of the other many enemies that we've created over the past few years, but we lost it all. So we're back and we're going to have a quick run through it again. I hope we can get into as much detail and into as much depth with our analysis in this podcast as we did in the last one, because we got right stuck into it, Fat Larry. Isn't that correct? We did, TJ. Good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, good evening. I hope you're keeping well. Um, this is a beautiful position to be in. You know, we're just after, I suppose we're basking in the glow of beating Leitrim and we're looking forward to a game against Roscommon on the weekend. You know, we could only dr- have dreamed of this earlier in the year, you know, when there was no football on and we were stuck in our houses. Um, as you said, we don't know what went wrong, but let's hope that's all the gremlins out of the system now. And from a Mayo point of view, it's plain sailing for the rest of the weekend. We got off to a very good start today, I might add, with the Mayo ladies absolutely spanking Tyrone in a COVID qualifier match. And we were extremely impressed with what we saw. The absolute sexless, genderless nature of the football. It was fluid from attack to defence, from end to end. There was a lot of transitioning in terms of play and whatever else, which way you have it. And I think it's about time that some of these ladies were looked at as potential options for the senior men's team. Because as you alluded to, Fat Larry, recently, over the last 20-odd years or so, the Mayo ladies have a lot more silverware in the trouser pocket than any of the Mayo men do. Definitely. And going on the performance against Tyrone, you know, yet again we're seeing Mayo ladies, particularly the forwards, playing very fluid football, you know, very attacking, very easy on the eye, I must say, you know, which can't be said for some of our um, some of our men's players at the minute. So, you know, we could have a situation where, you know, Sarah Rowe might, you know, take Killian's place in the Mayo team or maybe getting the full forward line alongside him. But a lot to be positive about from a lady's point of view. And, you know, two All-Irelands would do us nicely for sure. Absolutely. Now, it's been a beautiful week. Brilliant. We've been bathing in the success of beating Leitrim up in Park Sean. And what an occasion it was. I have to say it's extremely refreshing for me anyways, personally, to see these matches being played in such horrendous conditions. You wouldn't get it in Father Flanagan Park Ballinrobe on the 4th of January for an FDB league. It's absolutely wonderful to see. And, you know, even two, three, four minutes into the game, every player out there in that pitch covered head to toe in shite. And as I was saying to you, TJ, last weekend, I was very hard watching the game against Leitrim because, you know, as we all know here, we're huge fans of DBF League football here at Mayo or back. And to see full-blown full-bodied, bloodied championship football taking place in DBF League-style conditions. It is 
beautiful to look at, you know, and it wasn't the prettiest to look at, but you know, you have to say, our boys got it done. And you know, with Leitrim as well, it's one of those things, if you don't beat them by a load, you're told you're shite, and if you, you know, you beat them by a lot, then they'll just say that Leitrim are shite. So, you know, it's a very thankless game to play, but our guys did it, they did it well, and wow, did they do it in a stylish manner. I was very impressed with how many shots we took at the weekend. I thought we were shooting a load, in particular the likes of our cock, who really stood up and was counted last weekend. My cock even, he was shooting a load, he was kicking over points left, right and centre, he scored, what, 1-8, 1-9, and really, ever since he surpassed the gooch, he's been showing the type of spectacular form that Mayo supporters can come to expect. Absolutely, TJ. It was great to see because, you know, in some corners of the media around the country, and we'll have to hold our hands up here and say that, you know, we have criticised him here at the Mayo or Back uh, podcast on occasion, but wow, did he stand up when it was needed at the weekend. You know, he was fisting balls, he was scoring goals, he was cocking points over the bar, you know, he was doing the bit of fisting, the opponents as well. You know, it's great to see out of Killian, and as you alluded to there, you know, the way he is absolutely rampaged through the gooch in terms of, you know, all-time leading point scorer, you know, he just the way he's gone about it in that kind of and the way he plays so aggressively as well it's great to see that in our inside forward line and you know he's going to be a key player on Sunday an absolutely key player and I could add to that a marquee player Mm -hmm. where are all these cowards that have been calling him out for years where are they now when they see him sitting pretty at the top of the leaderboard absolutely destroying teams like Leitrim and we still have inbreds around the county myself and yourself present company included, who say that he's not a marquee. I think this guy is a marquee that you could have Duffy Circus underneath. You could have everyone, the whole population of Mayo could gather under this guy and not be wet. Such is the nature of the the height and the stature of this marquee at the moment. Absolutely, which sets him apart from the 16 million euro stand with the blue seats that Fina Gale built in McHale Park. So, you know, this guy, he's he's an absolute giant of a man. And it's really exciting to see him. He seems to be really gelling well these days with, you know, um, his partners in the full forward line. And might I add... a very very sexy full forward line we're going with this year Stop. we've got um, big Tommy Stop. Conroy in the corner and it's fantastic to see um, our nippy you know little fleet footed Aidan O'Shea in the corner he's, he's throwing dummies and he's chipping over points and he's you know he's just getting involved you know it's great to see from him you know chipping the ball up from the ground you know not not catching it not bending over which of course Mayo fans love to see we love when our big men bend over on the ball yes. this kind of chipping it up off the ground style now it wasn't working to any degree of success but it still got me thinking that to see a young guy in his first, you know, first year or two playing on the team trying out this kind of stuff. I Definitely, TJ. And it's great to see Aiden as well actually picking the ball up off the ground, getting it into his hands. I think, we, you know, we always think back to a few years ago when he took on that field goal in the county final. You know, we all know how that ended up for him. So it's nice to see he's getting, he's bending over. It's a lovely sight when he does, getting it up into the hands and, you know, putting balls over, setting guys up. You know, young Tommy Conroy in there as well. He's getting loads of opportunities, you know, off the back of young Aiden. So we've a 
lot to be very, very positive about as we look forward to the weekend. Now, that's our full forward line, but you also said that you wanted to highlight the importance of our half-bake line. Yes, absolutely. And this is something, I suppose, that has been a mainstay of James Horan's teams all the way back to 2011 when he took over as the Mayo senior manager. He's always liked to put his teams out with, you know, with a very strong number of half-bakes. Um, so, I mean, last Sunday we had Paddy Durkin, we had Michael Plunkett and Owen McLaughlin. And, you know, you got to say about Owen McLaughlin in particular, you know, I can't remember a player being as half-baked at his age, you know, for this Mayo team in a long time. He kind of reminds you of a young, you know, almost a young Donald Vaughan who was a half-bake, you know, right from the season he started with Mayo, you know, there was no time on the bench he went straight into a starting role which of course culminated in him battering the head off John Small of course a few years ago but that's the kind of stuff you like to see from your half-bakes you know really the rough and tumble the physical stuff getting all over the place fisting you know just fucking lads over well that's what that's what you want to see well I think it's great to see that you know, now that we have no fans and we're playing so immaculately well, just ignoring the Tyrone game, we're playing so, so well without the fans. We now know that the fans were at fault for a lot of these great heartaches down through the years. The fans were the ones, really, who made Donald Vaughan smash John Small's face open. The fans really were at fault for the two own goals. And, and I, I think Killian is excelling without the fans because... You know the big games in Crow Park, Fat Larry, as well as myself, that the Dublin fans, and of course the Mayo fans, would, you know, really be giving him a hard time of it and calling him a bollocks. I suppose it's one of the few things that Mayo fans and Dublin fans have in common. Well, I suppose as an organisation, it kind of sets us out, you know, in terms of sport, you know, it's, and in Mayo in particular, it's a difficult position for amateur players, you know, I mean, you think back to the 2017 final where you line up with the plumber at wing forward, a bin man at centre forward, and um, a scientist at wing forward, these are just amateur footballers, yet you've got 60,000 half-baked Mayo supporters literally pinning all of their hopes and dreams onto the back of these amateur athletes and it's it's no surprise that it drives the you know the players mad and you know the level of you know anxiety and stress that you can feel be it in McHale Park or in Crow Park from the Mayo supporters is it must be crushing for a player so you know maybe that could be something this season that might help us now having said that we're without our 16th man in the stand this year which is obviously a big loss mm. you'd also like to discuss the the loss of our our other 16th man this the our, our 16th man of course Robbie Henley yeah this is this news caught me by surprise I was very disappointed you know over the last few years since Mayo GA set up their own Instagram page which was a huge achievement for them. It was a, big, a, a risky thing. A mammoth occasion, mm. having it an Instagram page and having, we'd say, a Twitter account because all the other fucking counties be knowing your business. So it was bizarre for them to actually, you know, go down that route of having the page. And they used to say one thing over and over and over again. They said, we need our 16th man today. And whether that meant he was going to be on the bench, going to be starting, going to be thrown in at the last minute instead of Garda Clark whatever which way, it was always very refreshing to see. But by all accounts and by some of the sources now, we no longer have a 16th man or a 16th man. And 
things would be a lot, lot worse if we had no 69th man. And at least that's the only positive I think that has come out of this whole thing is the unearthing and the discovering of the 69th man. And Fat Larry, I know you're a big fan of him. Definitely. And particularly in this 69th year since we won the All-Ireland, I mm -hmm. think it's very advantageous that this man has come along at this time. That man, of course, is young Mark Moran, you know, who I definitely oh. think... You know, just from watching football for years, you know, and particularly, you know, forward play. I used to play in the forwards one time and I used to play for Mayo. Um, you know, he's got that kind of jink, you know, he can shoot left and right, you know. What I like about him is, you know, obviously, you know, 69 doesn't fear him, that number. He's well used to that. But on top of that, I mean, he can... You know, he can do any position he likes. You know, if you're a fan of club football, you'll have seen him play in all the positions for his club, Westport. Centre forward. Centre forward, corner forward, missionary, full forward, uh, you know, all of them. Like, he can do anything. And um, two-footed as well, and seems to have a lot of confidence in himself, which I think is a huge thing in a young player. I to be watching him and some of his other comrades on the team there. We're talking about our Oshin Mullinses and what have you. Sometimes... The mind does wander and you'd be a hundred miles away and I do think to myself TJ what are you doing it for you could give this all up this podcasting career it hasn't got you a whole lot of thanks why wouldn't you put it all to one side and become a mayo wag that for me now would be a life ambition if I'm not too old in the tooth or too too heavy around the waist you know is there any chance of me being a mayo wag or what's the the male equivalent boyfriends and husbands a mayo hag and to be honest with you, TJ, I'd take either, I'd, if, be it a, a, a ladies' player, a men's player, um, an over-40s player, you wouldn't mind. But, it's but they have to be county standards. It is. And they do have to be county standard, absolutely. And that's the most important thing. And it's just nice to know that, you know... I think the under-20 grade comes in very important there because it helps you to stay away from the minors. It does. And it, I suppose it provides that transition onto the senior as well. You know, they're that little bit more further along in their development and it kind of, you know, they're not quite where they're, you know, they need to be. Like, say, Keegan now, for example. Keegan is... He's just not doing it for me anymore. He's just been around the block yeah. bit too much. He he hadn't even shaved for the game the last God, day. That was disrespectful to the Leitrim boys. Yeah, yeah. He, he just seems to have... He doesn't care as much as he used to, whereas you just look at guys like, you know, as you said, Oshin Mullins, mm. Tommy Conroy, you know, you have Jordan Flynn there, you've got Owen McLaughlin, you've got, you know, young Plunkett coming on, and, you know, Connor Loftus, who's obviously a player, a young player to watch this year in his, one of his first seasons playing for Mayo. And Stephen Cohn is another young starlet that seemingly off the back of, I don't know where he's been over the last couple of years, but he's been brought into the squad this season for his first season and he's playing tremendous stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, and you know, he's you managed to plug what you described recently, Fat Larry, as a gaping hole. He has. He's really plugged up that hole nicely in the Mayo full back line. You know, he just gets about his job. You know, he doesn't look for any, you know, praise from the likes of us. He just does his stuff, you know, and that's great. But, you know, you would, I suppose the one thing you would say is that, you know, for Cohen and Loftus in particular, you'd hope that they kind of settle on a position, you know, that they like the best. Yes. Because, you know, you've got, you know, guys like, Oshin Mullins and Mark Moore, who are you know, very versatile and they can seem to do any position that they like but 
they also have a position, a favourite one. And it's just, it's tough, you know, because Loftus has played all over the place. He's been in and he's out and in and out. And then he's, you know, he's in the wing forward and he's corner forward and Cohen the same. Do you so, know what I think has made the difference? Loftus has pulled his socks up, metaphorically. Literally, he's actually pulled his socks down. What I think it says to the Mayo public and the GA community at large, look at guys, I used to think of myself as a fabulous, fine, fisting footballer that can play, pull the strings or whatever, which way. But now in that motion of pulling his socks down, he's saying, I'm not an Andy Moran or Kieran McDonald. I'm a grafter. I'm a good, honest-to-goodness, hard worker. And I'm sure that's something that James Horan has probably instilled into this team. I'd be surprised if we see any Mayo player with their socks up to their knees in the game against Roscommon. Yeah, and you have to say, Connor Loftitz has been very, very good this year and is much maligned by some Mayo supporters as well, so it's great to see him playing so well. Great to see a player from North Mayo playing so well. Of course, Kieran McDonald from the Cross Malina Club as well, I'm sure, is a big fan of his. One club, though, that hasn't been so lucky in terms of selection and a lot of inbreds have been getting very angry about this on social media is Knockmore. There's a you know a real lack of Knockmore blood in this Mayo team. Very much so. I suppose maybe the outstanding player to come from Knockmore's championship run this season and their great county win, you know, was a, a young man by the name of Darren McHale. And he, along with Rory Bricking, Bricking, Brickingham, the two of those players together, to give them, you know, a combined 60 seconds on the pitch. 69 seconds. 69 seconds. It wasn't by a mistake. In the 69th minute, he encouraged this youth to come out onto the pitch and they got a serious taste of what inter-county football is like. They now know exactly what to prepare for in the game next weekend. And especially when you consider the fact that one of them was named to start, it's just a, it's just a brilliant way to treat the youth in this county. Keep their, keep their spirits low. You know, get them working that bit harder. Absolutely. And as you said... One thing that Horan does really well is he's, you know, he's, well, he's fabulous anyways, but the way he treats his young players is just wonderful. I mean, to give Rory Birmingham his, you know, debut in the game against Leitrim the last day, he gets to tell his family and everyone that he's starting. He gets 69 seconds at the end. Another player who, obviously, from the Knockmore Club, who had a great season with club, uh, you know, with his with his club, um, is Peter Nocton, of course, who... He's been sent off to spread COVID-19 in the Sligo squad, you know. Um, so that's another, you know, top young player who's been playing really well. This is a little bit of a strange tactic that Mayo are employing this year, Fat Larry. Some of the listeners will not know what you're talking about there. But what we're saying, pretty much, you can take this as a fact if you want. It's up to yourself. But he was in Sligo. Half the team have dropped with the COVID virus. We have... Young Finnerty there, no relation to yourself. He's no, down no. in Galway. He's ready to go at any time. We, of course, have the two boys on the Dublin panel. We'll be saving that for a bit later into the season. But the one man that's worth mentioning this week is the man we have on the Roscommon panel, our little mole on the inside. The only man from Westport that hasn't been gifted a starting position on the Mayo team. Between the six Westport players on the Mayo team and the one Westport player on the Roscommon team, they're going to have a huge influence on this game and of course the manager James Horan who was a Ballantubber man but quickly changed his allegiances when the briefcase of cash was 
you know, full enough. So there's a lot of Westport men involved in this game the next day. You a know, lot of vested, vested interests. Absolutely. You know, just go where the money is. That's the most important thing. And we can only assume that's why Paddy O'Malley is playing in Roscommon and he's a good friend of ours. And, you know, we hope that he's, you know, doing a bit of coughing and spluttering on some of the Roscommon lads. Not that we wish bad health on anyone now. Of course. And, you know, hopefully if he does manage to come on, if Cullum Lavin gets injured at the weekend, maybe Paddy will come on and maybe belt a few balls into his own goal and stuff like that. You can only assume... Bag. Absolutely. You can only assume, you know, that he will, since he's got so many good friends on the Mayo team and James Horn is a good friend of his as well. So Schoolmates. These are lads he went to school with. Absolutely. And uh, we can only assume that he'll be back in the Mayo jersey at some stage. But for this you know, weekend, I'd say he can do just as much damage in our Roscommon jersey, which it will be great to see from our point of view. Now, just as you mentioned Roscommon there, that has reminded me of the fact that we're playing Roscommon tomorrow afternoon. Oh, yeah. And I suppose we've managed to get 20 minutes into this podcast without delving into too many of the tactical nuances of this game. So I'd like to start off by saying, first of all, this game should not be taking place whatsoever. I think it should be played on Zoom, virtually. Mm -hmm. You know, it's too dangerous to have lads mixing, especially two counties that are such full of such heavy inbreds like Roscommon and Mayo. Yeah. But... Of the two, Mayo will actually be the more metropolitan of the two sides in this encounter. And this will be new for us as fans and players. You know, normally every game you go into, you would be the inbreds, if not the underdogs. It looks like on this occasion that we're actually going to be the, you know, the trendy ones. Definitely. And now, as you know, we were saying during the week when we had a, a chat with James Horn, he kind of outlined to us, you know, his thinking behind the tactics and, you know, how he wants to set this Mayo team up in 2020 and going on into next year as well when hopefully we have a more you know normal season but one thing that Horan did reference was you know the 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 Italian team the Italian national team of 2006 you know and you know that team was built on you know fabulous you know gorgeous tanned players with kind of long hair you know they were just really it was easy on the eye football in every sense of the word you know and I think that's what Horn is trying to build here with Mayo as well you know we've got gorgeous guys you know Oshin Mullen is a bit like Nesta there at full back and you've got you know Mark Moore looks a bit like Filippo Inzaghi up front and is playing a little bit like him as well so Horn clearly has he's a very very definite idea of what he wants to do and I think you know good looking teams have always competed well we haven't always been the best looking team in Mayo but when you have guys like you know Andy Moore and retiring um, Donald Drake retiring you know we just have that you know bit of class and those good looks now that I think will just take us that step further I think the experience in this Mayo dressing room is absolutely everything although we've had a few high profile retirements when you have fellas like Eamon O'Shea uh, Tim Parsons when they're able to, you know, take these young lads over to the corner of the dressing room, get them in the corner and say to them, championship haircuts are a thing of the past because the barbers are closed. You need to start growing this long and you need to start doing it now. Like, for me, the idea of seeing Pora Cahora with dreadlocks down to his arse running around the half-back line as one of our greatest half-bakes, that's for me what I want to see this weekend. But by all accounts, maybe it's because he's from North Mayo, he's not even making the subs, it looks like. And this is a disgrace, because two years ago, there was no Oshin Muglins, there was no Mark Mernins, or any of these sort of characters. 
he was the only guy growing the hair out long. He made the man bun mainstream. He brought it to the attention of the male masses and he's paved the way for these other guys to come in while he has fallen on his own sword, as it were. I think it's a, what's the word? A disgrace. It is a disgrace. And I tell you what's another disgrace, TJ. You know, what? Going into previous games against Roscommon, as you touched on earlier, you know, it was generally a very inbred kind of occasion, particularly when you had guys like, you know, Andy Moran and Donald Drake in particular, who are, of course, from the Gaza Strip, that is Balahadreen. You know, we're heading into this game at the weekend with, you know, a real lack of Balahadreen players. You know, Horan has no interest, it seems, on bringing Siobhan Akram into the Mayo team. Of course, in Tume Stadium a few weeks ago, we had young uh, fullback Cuba O'Brien, I think is his name. Mac, um, Mac Bryan. Cuba McBrien, yes, who was playing for, uh, who the course is from Balahadreen. Originally from Cuba. Yes, the, the Cuban. He came over originally, I think it was back in under 16 for a Ted Webb. He was flown in for a Ted Webb Cup final um and he's ended up staying ever since. But he looked really good. Like he looked really he looked gorgeous actually, more importantly, against yeah. Galway. Really plugged that hole at the in full back. I think he marked um, you know, one of the at the core Finn lads flying for Galway. Really, you know, plugged it up well, something that we probably haven't had for the last while. He's nowhere to be seen. I think that is also a disgrace. Because I think you need these big inbreds when you're playing Roscommon because, you know, it's usually, we've always called it the battle of the inbreds and, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether these good-looking, cosmopolitan, um, fabulous young players are will be inbred enough. But, you know, I think when you've got lads from places like Kilmaine and, you know, the Neil and Cross Malina playing, you know, I'd say we it's might just be okay. Yeah, now you mentioned it being the Gaza Strip and it's true, all listeners will know that we really are the... Israel to Roscommon's Palestine and we've been very used to absolutely smashing them to pieces in League Cup and Championship over the last few years. Of course there has been the odd return enemy missile strike like for example in the Connacht Championship last year but as we know that wasn't knockout we didn't give a shite that day so I think we're going to really really play well but I am very conscious of the fact we don't have these guys from Bala we don't have anyone who has skin in the game need that in these occasions particularly when you don't have the you know inbreeding in the stands to kind of push you along you know it's going to have to come from the field Mm. I've always said that games of football are one on the field uh, or the sideline really you know so hopefully we have enough on the field and enough in reserve to get us you know over that line the next day but definitely it is a worry not many Balahadrine players um, and it is something that we'll have to you know we'll see how that plays out there's a lot of different permutations folks when you think about some of the matchups when you think about who's going to be tussling with who but the one that I want to highlight is the battle of the cocks because, of course, we have our cock. We're very proud of him. And he's been very strong and really standing up to be counted this season. They also have their cocks. Now, there was some question about whether they were going to have their cocks out for the weekend. But he has been named in the starting 15. This is, of course, Connor Cox. Absolutely. It's an intriguing battle. Some would even say it's a huge battle of cocks. You know, two big, big cocks, big players. You know, two big target men inside in the full forward line. Um, 
you know, I think what I love about both of these guys, you know, even though one is a Roscommon man, one is one of our own Mayo players. And he's not just a Roscommon man, he's actually a Kerry man. A Kerry man, of course. Both of them are well able, you know, they love a bit of the physical stuff, they love the tussle, they love, you know, getting down, winning the dirty ball, um, you know, real fighting for it. And, you know, that's the kind of thing you love to see in a full forward, and particularly in a winter championship as well. You know, it'll really warm the cockles of our uh, hearts, you know, to see that kind of physicality now in the hide the next day. And for one, hopefully, Killian can repeat the trick that he, you know, produced last Sunday. You know, he kicked 1 9. Obviously, Cock, um, Connor Cox had a great performance last year in McHale Park. So hopefully this time, you know, our own Cock can be, you know, bigger than Roscommon's Cock. Absolutely. I think that's what it's all going to come down to, folks. So that's the top class tactical analysis that we are providing you with today. Now, it would be so remissive of us to not delve deep into the main talking point of this weekend, which is undoubtedly, you know, we've already made fun of the fact that Roscommon people are more inbred than we are. Obviously, we know we're winning the Battle of the Lux this weekend because we've got a gorgeous, fabulous team and Roscommon just simply don't. There is one thing, however. No, there's no more things I hate about Roscommon. Having to drive through it on your way up to Dublin, going through all these shitty little towns and not having a single bypass. Now, Roscommon players... They're a bit different to any other county we play against as well, in the sense that half of that starting 15 now will be listening to this podcast. They really do, you know, keep looking in over the fence and getting it up and all in our business. And I think they're getting the inside track from ourselves and yourselves. So we have to be a little bit coy this week. But we will say there is one thing in Roscommon that we love, we wish was ours, and... It hurts our hearts to think that we won't have him on our side on Sunday. And that is Paddy Joe. Now, Paddy Joe, for people who mightn't be aware of Paddy Joe, I'd encourage you to go to the Roscommon Instagram page and have a look at the video that he put up. Ross or if you go to YouTube as well, you'll find some really top-class content from Paddy Joe. He's the type of supporter that a county like Roscommon doesn't deserve. You know, he's a guy, he lives and breathes the Razzies. You know, he loves the yellow and blue and he wears that jersey with pride no matter where he goes. But, you know, the thing of Paddy Joe is that no matter how many times Roscommon get beaten by Mayo, get beaten by Galway, you know, Clare, whoever they happen to trip up against on a given season, you know... The Razzies are never beaten, even when they're beaten. That's what Paddy Joe always says. And it's that kind of blind, you know, love for your county that, you know, we wish that more of our own inbreds would have here. Because in fairness, as a lot of Mayo supporters, they'd turn on the team now as quick as you'd, you know, kill in a shoot a load and all that kind of stuff. So we could take a lot from Paddy Joe, who I think is a, a fabulous supporter. And no matter where he lines out on Sunday, whether they use him as a little jinking inside corner forward or whether they're going to use his presence out around the middle. I would be very worried if I was any of the Mayo players with hair down to the shoulders when they see Paddy Joe coming because they know he always has a trimmer or like little clippers in his pocket and he'll be ready to shave or clip away at the Mayo, the Mayo players' hairstyles. And, you know, if we don't have our long, lovely, luscious locks, we don't have anything. And, you know, 
We would say, and we'd extend the invitation to Paddy Joe because, of course, the rivalry between Mayo and Roscommon, I think it's fair to say it's an inbred one, it's a healthy one, you know, there's a lot of good friends on both sides, and we would say if Roscommon, you know, inevitably when they get knocked out of the championship on Sunday, you know, if Paddy Joe is interested in coming on board as maybe Mayo's own in-house barber, which of course would be very handy given the times we're living in, you know, that'd be great. We'd have you at open arms, Paddy, and, you know, when this level five lockdown ends you can be expecting a visit from you know fat larry of may or back i'll definitely be stopping off for a haircut off him you know in the not too distant future so if you're listening paddy joe or friends of paddy joe's are listening you know we just want to commend you on being you know a great fan and you know just a big you know roscommon inbred which i think you know if you're not familiar with our podcast is you know it's a compliment you know if you're an inbred oh it's a real term of endearment and we do have a lot in common with Roscommon you know the love for somebody like Paddy Joe I just don't think you'd get that anywhere else in the country so we are saying Paddy Joe give it a go I know that you scored the the last penalty and the first penalty of the new millennium and the last penalty of the last millennium down in Dr. The Hyde point Park to, the point to last a thousand years I think he called it wonderful what a lovely sentiment. But it brings me right back now, thinking in the back annals of my brain, to our very first podcast, the very first time that the Mayo or Back Gurus ever sat down for a discussion or a dissection was in the build-up to that Roscommon game, the old quarter-final back in 2017. We had Paddy Joe featuring that day, and we have him here again today. So I suppose, even though we're living in a very different world now in 2020, fuck all has changed at the same time we're still carrying around the years of hurt and we're still just trying to get that one little medal and get it over the line and won't it be ironic Fat Larry when after 69 years of pain this whole thing is going to be wrapped up in 5 or 6 weeks when Aidan O'Shea is standing on the mall with a sack full of Sam after climbing the 69 steps in Crow Park all curses are going to be broken and I'm sure we're in for a lot of pleasure in the next few years. Oh, it's it's there's so much to look forward to, um, TJ. And I think, you know, in fairness to Paddy Joe, he always taught us, you know, he was one of the great inspirations behind this podcast. You know, he always told us to, you know, speak our minds and, you know, talk shit and have the crack and stuff like that. And boy, we're going to have, you know, it's going to be unbelievable when Aiden goes up those steps in December. You know, it's going to be you know a very different Christmas but I think for all of us it's going to be that Christmas present that you know money can't buy you know just the sight of a Mayo man lifting Sam you know he might hate doing it in an empty stand but you know I suppose it'll probably go up on TikTok or Instagram live or whatever which way you know so no matter what way it happens if we can win Sam that's all we want and I think we'll take anything at this stage after all the suffering we've gone through I think listeners will have noticed that Larry that myself and your good self we have gone into what can only be described as Mayo Fever mode I think it was after the combination of the full lunar cycle last week with the Mayo Moon when there was a full moon and a Mayo Championship game the two things that are guaranteed to drive normally sane people like myself or yourself absolutely wild with inbreeding and since that there's been a distinct change here where we're not just talking about you know putting in a good year and maybe winning a Connacht we are talking specifically very much so 
very much so about winning this all Arnold. We're gone totally Mayo mad. Definitely. And I think one thing that I noticed last week, you know, it was obviously a full moon. It was kind of the kind of full moon parties we would be used to, of course, would have been, you know, heading off to Thailand or something like that and, you know, celebrating in a swimming pool of sorts. But, you know, it's a different world, but we would encourage Mayo fans, be there, you know, a full moon or whatever, which kind of the moon manifests itself this weekend you know we would always encourage you know Mayo supporters you know either to wear a jersey or just you know get your tops off when you're walking you know when you're watching the Mayo team you know just really get involved and really get behind the lads so as we said last week you know whatever way you want to support the team you know if you want to you know chant and sing and or if you want to get real riled up or maybe if you just want to get your clothes off and watch the lads you know I think it'll all it'll all help, and the guys know you're behind them, supporting them, and you know, willing them on. And you know, I think we're very lucky to have such a, a you know, as we said, half bakes on the field and half bakes off the field as well. And speaking of half bakes, Fat Larry, now seems like as good a time as any to extend a big warm thank you to all of the Corge and Mayo are back, you loyal listeners. A lot of you have been there since that very first podcast we were talking about earlier on in the show. Some more of you have just jumped on board this year, but you've sent us your email addresses and we've given their Corjame or back cards will be winging their way to you. Something that every inbred deserves to have for this GEA Championship. Something that sets you apart from the more grassroots on the ground inbred that wouldn't have one. So we would like to say thank you to all of those who have got them so far. And if anyone else wants them, just to send us a DM to our Instagram or our Twitter at Mayo are back and we must also thank the makers of these fine fabulous wonderful cards and they are ADC cards ADC.ie for all your card making needs it gives us real I suppose pleasure and encouragement you know when we make these podcasts that you know that there are half bakes out there that you know really seem to enjoy them and they really you know seem to get the message of what we're trying to spread here you know that it's all about you know just shooting the shit and having the crack and I think you know particularly at these times you know when you can't get out and you know you can't get hammered in the pub and go support Mayo and you can't you know fuck the head off you know whoever it might be usually a Lee Keegan or it would have previously been a, an Andy Moore and, I know, think a new guy that's coming in taking over that role is Matthew Ruin oh, Matthew yeah. Ruin is a fella over the last two or three games where I've said to we've said quite loudly I suppose in the sitting room Fuck you, Matthew. You know, this kind of thing. Yeah, and it drives you insane. And I know it's tough that you can't actually say it to their face and let them hear you and then go up and be nice to them when you chat to them then and get an autograph off them at the end. for their picture. Definitely, it's tough, you know, but we're just trying to bring, you know, a bit of crack, you know, a bit of enjoyment to the whole thing. You know, as we've always said here, if you're looking for tactics and you're looking for boring stuff like that, there's plenty of other podcasts that you can get that on. So it's just great that the inbreds out there have got behind us so well and we're always very thankful for the support. And there are a county that are hungry and thirsty in all the right ways. And one of the things that we want is just information. I mean, we just want to know what is going on with all these New young guys that are coming onto the team, breaking through the ranks, coming in through James Horan's crack. I think it's amazing to see, but we just want to get to know them a little bit more. 
get to know a bit about them and you know it could be a symbiotic relationship if the country broad wanted to get involved and launch what I think is a smashing idea Fat Larry a May Only Fans page it's a fabulous idea you can as a fan with a spare fiver in your pocket you can procure yourself any piece of information you want about any of these players and that's the way you have to do it you have to milk the fans Fiverr per question but like some of some of the things for example do you know we were talking earlier on about these young guys what are their favourite positions I'd be so interested in knowing what their favourite positions or where they like to do it yeah you know like you know, do they like playing in McHale Park or do they like playing you know a home or away you know this kind of stuff like you want to know like who like these young lads like who are they going out with you know do they have a girlfriend you know mm. Is there are there male women or lads out there you know who have a chance with them if they see them out over the Christmas, you know? What's their favorite Pokemon? Yeah, you know what songs they listen to on their Discman. But you know the example I always give, you know, with Mayo is you know, and and it's, I suppose with James Horn, he's kind of there's this kind of level of secrecy with the Mayo team, you know, that they don't want to share things and they don't want you know other counties to know their business. But you know the example I can always think of is you know uh, was Cock. You know, when Killian was injured... You've been thinking about that a lot today, You know, there was, mo- there was months and months there where I was starved a cock. You know, I didn't know, you know, what was wrong with him. You know, was he... Did he injure his knee? Was it his shoulder? You know, did he leave the panel? You know, this kind of stuff. Like, this is the type of stuff we just want to know. Like, for me as a, you know, a big, you know, f- you know fucking inbred in the most, you know, natural sense of the word... This is the kind of stuff that I need to know. You know, at 3 a.m., you know, it's the stuff that's keeping me up. You know, I want to know, you know, what is Kevin McLaughlin eating for his breakfast? You know, um, when is Audie, you know, Shay getting a new car? Or, you know, what time can I go down to Rua to see him standing in the line? This kind of stuff. What does Tom Parsons' knee look like now? Yeah, like, or, or what, like, could we see him in the shower? You know, it, these are just ideas we're throwing out there to the county board as kind of, you know, a group of inbreds who kind of, you know, are trying new things and are kind of innovating with, you know, how we watch and enjoy Gaelic football. You know, I, for one, if the county board chairman is listening, would pay, you know, an extortionate amount of money for this kind of access. And you can multiply that by, you know, tens of thousands of inbreds. Oh, we're not the only the inbreds country. in County Mayo. I tell you, there's many of them. Mm. And they would all be interested in this idea. And the Mayo County Broad, we must talk about them for a second, Fat Larry, because in this whole podcast, and even in the last podcast, there was nothing to give out about. It seems that Mr. Moffat is ruling this County Broad with an iron fist this season. And, like... You know, we often got stick in the past from the country broad. They attacked us on several occasions. And I suppose the reason that was, was because we were, I suppose we were just as involved as any of the innocent bystanders here in the absolute fuckfest and shit show of the last couple of years with our millionaire backer and all the everything else that went down. I remember one week when there was an All-Ireland final going on and nobody gave a shite about it because we were all talking about Rachi getting the chop. So for our country broad, going forward... We would love to laugh at you, you know, from within our own county. It's just when you have the other 31 counties in Ireland bursting their shites laughing at you, that's when it gets, 
you know, a tad embarrassing. So yeah. kudos to the county broad this season. But we'd always, you know, and I would say directly to the county board that one thing we've always done here at Mayor Back is that we don't mind, you know, putting ourselves out there. You know, you say a few things, you know, you might, you know, they might be true. They might be, you know, we might put the odd lie in there as well. But, you know, you know, the county board just, you know, people would pay good money to have a laugh and have a look and see what it's like on the inside. So, you know, if you're looking for money, I definitely think the only fans is a route you should go down. Because it's the I only one, way to go. Because I, I, for one, would be all over that. Now I feel we've covered a lot of ground today, folks. It's the type of the podcast where we say... Please, God, we'll be back. Please, John Mohan, we'll get us back for another episode. Hopefully, it'll be the countdown to playing Galway in the Connacht final. But we know nothing should be taken for granted in Connacht this year. So let's hope it's just a fair, good-looking game with plenty of attractive metrosexual men from both sides getting Big tough, men. getting down and dirty and tough and tussling with each other. And we're calling it as we see it here. We think that the GA, as an institution of the state should foster that in situation where you have old fellas like myself and Fat Larry here sitting watching the young fellas and just loving them, really just getting into it. I think I think we're in for an absolute treat tomorrow now. Definitely. And I think the most important thing, the most important thing isn't the result. It's not the performances of the players or tactics or who might start or what dummy team James Horan might pick. In the grand scheme of things, this kind of stuff, no one really gives a shit about it. What we're just looking forward to is, you know, sitting down in our living rooms, you know, watching big, strong, good looking fellas, you know, playing a bit of football having the crack and doing it in that lovely Mayo jersey as well. And they're going to do us proud. And I, for one, just want to say up Mayo. And uh, I think we're going to do it. And we're going to do it in a bit of, with a bit of style. And, you know, whatever that kind of manifests itself or whatever, I just can't wait now to beat Galway in the Connacht final, you know? That's an excellent prediction, Fat Larry. And let's hope that does that particular manifestation does manifest itself in a manifestual way mm-hmm. at the weekend. Now, folks, we're going to leave you with a little clip that I don't know who made it or where it came from or what it's in reference to, but we're just going to leave it there for you now at the end. We hope you enjoy it. And I suppose we should just throw in, you know, little little bit of irony. We were here last time and we blasted Fine Gael. And since that, you know, we've had their leader come out with a series of leaks and it would remind me of an unnamed Fine Gael erected deputy, erected delegate who has had a series of leaks on All-Ireland Final Day in the past. So I suppose that's just a little bit of irony for today's podcast and we're going to leave you with that. All that's left to say at this stage is Mayo do do do. I've stepped out onto the pitch many times to represent Mayo. The people of Mayo deserve a voice that's willing to fight and call out wrongdoing in their interests. I'm Alan Dillon. I'm Alan Dillon. I'm Alan Dillon. And I'm asking for your number one vote. I'm Alan Dillon. And I'm asking for your number one vote. Oh no. I'm Alan Dillon. Oh no. And I'm asking for your number one vote. Oh no. So, so awful. Oh, this is just cruel. What do we have to do? So, so awful. You know, this is a culmination of a, of a couple of a couple of weeks hard work. It's cruel. It's like getting an awful injection, and it's not stopping. It just keeps on yeah, going. Yeah. Oh, 